I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Now let's get into Raiders defeat the Broncos 20 to 14. Oh, what a tough loss. There he is. There he is. This goes Oh my god. Make me sick. Make me sick. We'll just go straight to you, Timmy. How are you feeling, mate? Yeah. We needed it. <laughs> uh, it doesn't matter what happens for the rest of the year now. We've got we've got the big one out of the way, so uh yeah. It was a it was a very gritty win, mate. We um, I I wasn't stunned. Mm. Don't get me wrong. I obviously didn't tip us for the game. We were rank outsiders to win it. But <coughs> what the Raiders do that they can get up for games. And I'd mentioned last week that we'd shown enough grit in recent years that we can get up for games. Mm. So it, it was just good to see us actually do it. Yeah. Um, as I said before, like what do you get when you mix that Raiders effort mm. with a good squad? You get the best squad in the comp. I thought the Raiders did, you know, I said before the game, I said on the uh, the Dirty Merger podcast and the boys give me shit saying I was being too humble. I was like, Raiders love a scrap. Yep. This is a Raiders game. This is a Ricky Stewart special. You know, the glamour club, the, the club that is at the top of the table flying, got the roster that, you know, I know Ricky wouldn't change the people in his roster, but he wish, I'm sure he wishes that his roster was like on that oh, level. Yeah. Um, a chip on your shoulder, and that's what they did. They made it dirty. They made it, and not to say that the, the Broncos players didn't do anything dirty either, but they just brought it down to that level. Uh, in regards to the Broncos, I'm not surprised at all. Like, have we not been talking about this for the last three weeks? Like, this game was coming. They, and unfortunately, we got exactly what we deserved. We got exactly what we deserved. We got ambushed at our home ground uh, because we don't respect the footy. Uh, we don't just build pressure, complete sets. I think that at one point in the first half, we were 63% completion. Then after that, in the second half, when we actually started to complete, we, we outscored, pretty sure we outscored Canberra in the second half. Um, and so, I, I, yeah, I hope it's a wake-up call. Like, we have this crazy roster with this forward pack that are just unbelievable. Um, and obviously got our outside backs that are fantastic as well. But it doesn't matter how good we are on paper. And we've put... The thing is, is like, when the Broncos click... 
it's the best footy. I think I personally think it's the best footy to watch in rugby league right now when they click, but they don't click for eighty minutes yet, and that's the concern. Um, and I hope that this is the wake up call that they needed. I hope that everyone gets the message of like we might be one of the most talented rosters in the game right now, but we still can't just go out there and think we're just going to rely on our guns to score points because what do the Raiders do? We had heaps of sets heading into their uh, try line at the end of the game and the Raiders just dug in for each other and kept us out. Uh, so although I've been stoked with the Broncos' progress, we're still on top of the table. I think that anyone that's listening to this podcast knows I've been warning about this for a few weeks now. And I don't think it'll be the last time this happens. No, I don't think so either. I don't think so either. I think the words you use there, a wake-up call. I think that they're, they're a squ- you're a young, confident squad that – you are going to need wake-up calls throughout the season as well. Um, I'm, I'm confident this won't be the last game like this where we sit here and go, how did Brisbane lose that one? <clears throat> and the other thing is, can be, like if you went through just kept winning games through to the origin period and then you dropped them throughout origin period and you'd have excuses of missing origin players or origin players backing up on a three, four-day turnaround, I don't think it would have helped the complacency. Mm. Like, you're always going to drop a game at some point. Yep. It was against Goody Raiders' outfit, so be it. But a great wake-up call. And as I said, if you, if you went through and cruised through to Orange and lost a few in that period and then, yeah, sort of started losing a few at the back end of the year, get it over and done with early. Lose one now. You might lose another one that you shouldn't in a couple of weeks. But it's, you know, that, they'll learn so much from it. I thought it was interesting to listen to Kevin Walters after the game last week talking about how they're breaking it down into months or six-week periods and everything. I reckon part of Walters would be like, we, we deserve this and needed this. A yeah. little bit They were getting very confident Like I'm all for the you know, This is our house And all that sort of I, I love that But I think it is good For a squad like this To have a wake up call like that mm. Well like We love it Like as content uh, Creators or whatever I love that shit Because it's like It's fun It's whatever But I've been in footy sides There's a reason why You don't do that mm. Because Did you ever see You don't see Like for example When Cooper Cron went to the Roosters They used to shake hands After tries uh, The Storm now, Penrith have bucked the trend, but don't use an exception to prove the rule. Yep. Mm. You know what I mean? The rule is usually, guys, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's not be you know, talking this and talking that, and this is our house. Um, so from a fan's perspective, I love it because it's entertaining. So I go, fuck yeah, boys, how good. Uh, but from a footy's perspective, the safe option is, is just to keep everyone just a bit back and say this is a long season. And when you start doing stuff like that, gets people's tails up, and they come and they fucking ambush you. And realistically, a squad like this, they aren't learning anything from winning eight, ten games in a row. No. They're no learning way. things from these weeks. And it, I, guess the, I guess the frustrating thing is if I could see this coming, why wasn't internally knocked on the head straight away? Now, I understand it's very hard when you've got a young, robust crew, that you know, not that many older players, you know, what's probably Catewell and... Uh, Catewell and Reynolds that are like senior players that are a bit older. Um, so, look, if they came out and they, they completed 80% and they lost the game, I'd be like, yeah, sweet. Just Raiders just got up and did it. It's the fact that, you know, first half they were down a 63% completion rate. Like it just, honestly, it sounds, um, and no disrespect to Raiders, if Broncos go out and complete 80%, they 100% win that game. There's just no way they get beaten. And what's crazy as well is Raiders didn't even complete that high. So it's not like the Raiders came out and put on a fucking incredible tackling display and blew us off the park. No, they also had low completion rate. They were just super gutsy in defense, super gutsy in defense. And also when the time mattered, which is the first half, 
they completed relatively high and we completed poorly and we just couldn't catch up. Whereas all those other games, what did we do? We started poorly or whatever it was, didn't complete, and we just go, you know what, Reese Walsh is going to do something amazing, so on Cobo, we'll, we'll get the points, we'll get the points. Raiders just refused. And it's just like, it's one of like, things like Jordan Ricky with his big Super Saiyan Goku celebration after scoring a try on the weekend where he put his hand on a loose ball. Mm. It's like, it's, it's all good and well, and that's fine, and mate, Ricky's had a terrific start to the season, so all good and well getting excited, but whether they want it or not, the label, the Broncos are a glamour club of the NRL and people are looking for excuses to, to critique them and get into yeah. them. And after a loss, after a brilliant start of the season, they want to get into them. And it's just little things like that in a game where they've just been beaten by rank outsiders that mm. you just, you don't need it. Yeah. I think uh, they don't need unwarranted criticism because they've had such a great start of the competition. Mm. After last year, they did this for nearly the entire season last year and then had the bed sheet at the end of the year. Like, don't put unnecessary pressure on yourselves, boys, with things like this. Yep. So, and you, and you know what? The reason why Penrith get away with it, they're winning. Every time. They win. They come out, they win, and they play good, gutsy mm. footy. And, and I don't point um, – I don't think any – like, I think that the Broncos are all playing gutsy footy, but it's sometimes not smart footy. Like, just the errors. Like, in that first half, you're just sitting there going, boys – these are not pushovers. They will make you pay. This is NRL. It doesn't matter whether you're playing the Tigers or you're playing the Raiders or whatever. Like, like yeah. So and that's where that's where can be complacency comes in. And, and again, it's only one game. It's only one loss. So it's not panic stations, but it's such a measure of a team like Penrith where. They know they're the best in the NRL and how good they are and how talented their roster is, but they stick to their structures. They don't chance their arm. And that's yeah. where Brisbane, we've spoken about it for weeks, like they're yeah. just starting to creep into this bit of overconfidence and, and throwing balls that they should and this sort mm. of thing. And we saw it on the weekend and it came back to bite them for the first time this season. But they need to, despite knowing how good the side is, they just need to rein it in and stick to what their, their structure is. And Penrith came up there a little bit. It was only seven days earlier. Penrith went to Canberra and put 50 on them. Yeah. Same side with Joe Tapano. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, wake up call for the Broncos. They, I, I hope that they what they've achieved so far this year is incredible. Um, but it's going to take more than that to finish in the top four at the end of the year. We're going to need to have a set of standards that we stick to no matter what. I would rather us complete at 80% and win the game by four than, you know, have this in crazy attacking footy, but completing at 65, at 70, at 65. It's just, it's, you can't build a season around that, especially with a young side. Whereas some of the older sides, you, like you can get away with it to a degree because they know how to f- defend that kind of stuff. Mm. And I also think the game's changed as well. Like in the years that the Roosters won the comp and they had like some of the worst completion rate, the six again rule wasn't in. Whereas when you've got a bad completion rate, things just snowball. And before you know it, you're on your line defending. Whereas back in the day, you make an error, you just slow the whole game down with wrestle. And then all of a sudden you get your set, you're all good to go. So um, really disappointing for the Broncos. But I think that, as I said, even though I'm super high on the roster that we have and when they get it together, it's so amazing. Like we even saw, we saw glimpses of it. Like we saw Haas, we saw Flegler initially before he got taken off. We saw Carrigan just honestly rolling down the middle. We saw it happen, but you need everyone on board for that. So um Hopefully, this will be the wake-up call where they go, you know what, let's just stick to basic footy. We've got enough attacking points. To, we've got enough attacking flair to get the points. 
That's not the question. The question is, can we stick to basic footy and complete at around the 80, 80% mark? Uh, you know, some positives for the Broncos. Obviously, Payne Haas once again. Holy, he's so good, man. I'm Just convinced he'll never play a bad game of oh, footy. Oh, I can't think of one. No. I can't think of one. And he's, what, 22 or whatever? Um, now, there are reports coming out that he's about to sign a crazy million-dollar deal or whatever. A little bit concerning because, as I said, oh, look, the, the salary cap's gone up, so maybe we need to – well, we think it's going to go up. So maybe we need to readjust that million – because, like, 700K of yesteryear might be worth a million dollars this year, mm. maybe. So if that's the case, like, if, if the million dollars is the equivalent to 700K of last cap, then I can say it's worth it. But if it's not, then I go, fuck, million bucks for a front row is pretty, pretty fucking – look, if there's any front row that deserves it, it's him. But it's a lot of cash for a front row. Um, other positives. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to – it was just a disappointing game, man. Kempi uh, won. It's so funny. Like, had it been one try swing either side and the Broncos win this, the whole tune just changes to what you say. Oh, no, they gridded out another win. So uh, putting the boot in a little bit, but – you in particular have spoken a lot about just a few concerns around Kurt Capewell's defence for the last couple of years. Had a couple of shockers for tries. There, there was a line, Zach Wolford's line break, I think, but then there was the uh, poor one on the Geordie Rapana, might have been his first try. Mm. Um, do you have concerns around his defence or do you think it's something that... Well, I think, I'm pretty sure... Was that Reese Walsh or was that... Um, wasn't there one that Reese Walsh... Was it a kick that he didn't get across to? Oh, anyway, I can't remember. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, he's usually oh. – last year he needed a shoulder reconstruction, I'm pretty sure. I would just put it down to he had a, he had a poor game. Just one night. Yeah, yeah. just one night. Um, you know, yeah, they, we could look for excuses. We lost Flegler or whatever, but still, it's still – got to be better. And, you know, I know there's going to be some people like, oh, you've been so high on the Broncos. Go back and have a listen. I've been talking about this for a few weeks now saying that. I am getting a bit concerned about the lack of respect for the ball, our completion rate. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what else to say. I, it's not panic stations at all. There's no dramas. Still at the top of the table. But it's a really good opportunity to go, all right, like we, could, we can be the flush in the pan side that started the year really well and then fall off and by the end of the year we finish around eighth or whatever. Or we can take a step back and go, let's just fine-tune our game a little bit and – I hate to say it, but it's the same what would happen with the Storm when they were dominant. Look to Penrith. You know, look to Penrith and go, what what do they do week in, week out that we can do and emulate in regards to keeping our standards, um, you know, and winning footy matches? I think it's generally one of these examples and those times where you say the loss would have done them 100 times more than any win would have. Yeah, like if they win 22-20, I'd still be rocking up here on today. Same, same. Saying... I'm getting really concerned about this lack mm. of completion. If they play a good side, they're going to get absolutely pumped. Like, you know, if they if they ran into Penrith on the weekend, oh, it would have been a bad day yeah. at the office. Mm. Um, so, hope, like, I think they definitely will bounce back. I still got faith in this side to just put together some incredible footy. Um, but yeah, a wake up call. We just we can't keep relying on our incredible talent to get us points. We need to rely on systems and teamwork to. Um, to win footy matches. Now, onto the Raiders. What an absolutely incredible win. What a gutsy, gutsy performance. And if you ever wanted to see an example of what the Raiders' identity was, watch that game of footy. That's what the Raiders are about. Chip on their shoulder. You know, you could say a little bit dirty here and there. Like, not dirty, like, bad way, but hyper-aggressive. 
willing to get into the niggle. Like Hudson Young just was loving it. Like he's like a <laughs> puppy in a bloody – he's like a kid in a candy store just going, this is the best. Um, just dragging a team down into a battle. And unfortunately for the Broncos, the Raiders loved it. They loved that battle and they thrived in it. Uh, Jamal Fogarty, I thought he had one of his best games I've ever seen from him. Um, oh, we'll talk about the huge um, call in regards to that at the end. I, I, honestly, it's irrelevant. If you, if that's, it's it's relevant in regards to I hope Geordie's okay, and I think it was an accident by Marty Tapao. But as a Broncos fan, if you're relying on that to get the win, you're kidding yourself. We had way more opportunities to win that game, and it's a 50-50 call. Look, I think the perfect situation would have been um, someone gets up and just plays the ball, like no penalty. But like, you, oh, it's how like he dropped the ball because he got kneed in the head. So it's very hard to say that he dropped the ball legal, like legally we get the ball then. So I just, for me personally, it's irrelevant. Like it really is irrelevant. I think perfect scenario, Raiders get up, get someone else to play the ball. Um, I, I think that it's almost a 50-50 call. If they had have given it to the Broncos, I would have been like, okay, fair enough. Marty Tapao couldn't have done anything. They give the penalty to Rapana. He's fucking blood going everywhere. You end up getting 20 stitches. Fair enough, I get it. Like, although I don't want the game to be ruled on optics, there are certain lines to that where you go, fuck, like this guy's bleeding everywhere, pissing out blood, knee to the head. It probably wouldn't have been the best to just like, that's that's the difference between, let's say a guy stays down and he gets a bit of a head knock. There's a fucking universe difference between that <laughs> and blood pissing out everywhere. Um, so I honestly think the penalties are relevant. I think the Raiders deserve to win that game. And it actually would have been a shame and unfair on the Raiders if we got that penalty and scored because we didn't deserve to win. We did not deserve to win the game of footy. Um, what do you boys reckon? I agree with everything you just said, 100%. Um, <clears throat> it's rugby league. Those little things are going to happen. I don't think that Marty came in with that. Obviously, it didn't come up with any intent or anything like that. It's just part of footy. It's going to happen. I agree. I think it would have been great just to see a play the ball yep. on the mark there. But, I mean, he did drop the ball. Mm. There was a reason for dropping the ball, so they probably had to have a reaction to mm. that realistically. Mm. You can't just say, ignore, drop balls mm. because of things that happen. You have got to make a call on it. So, an awkward situation, uh, but I agree with you, mate. I don't, once again, if you are if you think the referee decisions are deciding your game, you haven't done enough to win it. What do you reckon, yeah, agree on all fronts, boys. Obviously, <coughs> absolutely no malice in it from Big Marty. Mm. A real just unfortunate circumstance late in the game for it to pan out the way it did, but I think the right decision was made and I said wouldn't look too far into it. Mm. And it, like as I said, I don't want optics ruling the game, but we have to be reasonable here. Like the blood's pissing out everywhere. So even if you think even if you go, I still wouldn't have given a penalty. Surely you can understand why the ref and the video... <laughs> yeah. Like, surely you can see the, the thought process behind that. This is not a call that you're going, what the hell is going on here? This is a call where you go, blood pissing everywhere, cab brought on to take him off, stretch, all that kind of stuff. Bit of a tough look if, if this guy doesn't get a penalty, we go on to score a try. Like, it's pretty brutal, pretty brutal. Um, you know, and I see the other side of it too, though. I see the other side. Like, what is Marty Tapao supposed to do? He's getting down there fast. Now, some people say he should have slowed his run. Then it's like, okay, now is it just protect the kicker? Like, are we getting to a point where you've just got to run and just stop and then make the decision? Like, 
part of rugby league, like wh- why do we say what a brave take? Why do we say that? Because they're about to get fucking yeah. towed up. Whereas if if we take that away, it's not a brave take at all anymore. The, the defender can just go, I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna jump because yes, I know I'm not getting jammed. How good uh, the fullback be? Yeah, just sit there. So And something wants to happen in that situation where Rapana catches that ball and if Marty holds off, Rapana beats him and he goes the other length of the field, but going, What a shit miss tackle. I know. What's I he know. doing? So it's just yeah, look, it's 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 a freak accident. I can see both sides of the argument. I I, I just think it's irrelevant. I really do. I think that like it's we're not gonna see freak accidents like that happen every week. This is just a one off situation where everything went wrong. Broncos could have easily won the game before that. Uh, now, onto the, the Raiders. Croker, I thought he was outstanding, as we've already said earlier in the week. Rapana in attack was really good, these two tries. Um, Corey Horsburgh, isn't he just finally finding... Like, he's finally becoming the player that we thought he might be a few years ago. Been struggled with injury and been a little bit in and out. But far out, he's becoming a fan favourite. He just rips and tears all day. Every time that his form's... Picked up, he starts to get a bit of hype. He's always had an injury. I think was it last season there was a list Frank one or something like that. And yeah, he's building the games up now. The the trust of Ricky Stewart to throw him in there, played him seventy one minutes, a lot of receipts. He was his ball playing lock for us, mm. which we've been looking for. And it, and it, yeah. it was really effective. He threw a really nice ball for I think it was the first try to mm. Rapana in the back line. So he was he was enormous. And you, you talk about Kempi, the importance of offloads and. Mm. When he not even when he's on, he's just he's got a terrific, quite calculated offload, Corey Horsburgh, and yeah, he was he was fantastic. Uh, it was interesting. Like it was two weeks ago, he scored two tries, came up with the match winner, and I thought, okay, Corey's now earned the trust of Ricky Stewart. This is going to be the time when he really comes on. The next two weeks, he went thirty minutes, thirty minutes, <laughs> and then all of a sudden this week he plays seventy two. I just. In Supercoach, we've got a term called um, Ricky Stewart Roulette, where you try and work out his interchanges and what he's going to do, and it's so hard. And I am, I think I'm more confused now than I was previously. <coughs> yeah, like he's now Corey the 13 because he's played pretty well at it. Um, yeah, he was outstanding. Uh, Corey Huddleweir and Nida, I thought he was really, really good off the bench. And you saw, like, why I just sometimes feel like if he could get some more minutes, we'd see this more often. Um, Maybe is that like because he's obviously started a lot this season. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. I know it's only a small sample size, but he was so good on the weekend. Maybe he's better as that X Factor yeah. off the bench, come onto a tiring defence. He's got good footwork, yeah. possibly. Yeah, maybe maybe it suits him more. Maybe like because he was damaging. Like, and he just you could just see the game kind of shifted when he came on. Brought a lot of energy. Um, Hudson Young, as we said, he was great. He fucking revelled in the the battle. Uh, anyone else stand out for you, boys? Albert Hopewadi. I thought I thought he got through a bunch of work. Twenty runs, three tackle breaks. I thought he was really good. Zach Walford, solid. Just a very steady hand at number nine. Yep. Made a good line break early on. Yeah, Jamar Fogarty, I thought he was great. I really did. Like, you know, 564 kicking metres. Just did his, did what he needed to do in a game where you don't have the strike power of Jackie Whiten. So just get in the grind. Just get in the grind. And that's what they did. They just ground their way to a victory. Matty Timoko, another 150 metres at centre. Yeah, I know. I love watching him play at the moment. So, so He's strong. just coming along so nicely. 
Um, anything else on the rise, boys? Or go back. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.